Welcome to Podcast Across Worlds, where we like to watch a lot of anime, read a lot of manga, and talk about it for hours. I'm your host, Lakila Superfina. And I'm your co-host, Mikhail Casanova. Today we are going to talk about After the Rain, the anime series. Today we are actually browsing through all the media sources where we watch anime, which is like Crunchyroll, Funimation, and we were on Amazon. Because Mikhail found a series on Amazon that we were like, what? It's there? And we kind of binged through it. And then I was like, okay, I want to watch more. And so I was browsing through and I found something that I knew Mikhail would like, which was After the Rain. Oh, yeah, because we were originally watching, was it the Watakoi? Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> we were watching uh, What the Koi uh, Love is Hard for Otaku, and uh, I was just in rapture with that from episode one. And then, um, yes, we were going through it. I think when we finished it, you were like, oh, I think you would definitely like this one. It was after we watched something else that seemed smutty. Well, we were browsing through, and I forget what it was called, but it was showbitch oh yeah she is my girlfriend is showbitch and i was like what is this and i was just surprised that i had the word bitch in it like okay i'm kind of curious about this one because it looks very pg but the title is not yeah that it was it was weird too like that I know it was going for like a humor angle, but it just felt like it was trying too hard. Yeah, I think I would like it as a manga better. So I, we moved on from that. And then I saw After the Rain, I was like, oh, that's right. It was made into an anime. And I liked it when I read it as a manga. So I suggested it and we watched it. And I was right. Yeah, it was really good. Um, it It's... Something where, like, I, I I know I mentioned it when we were watching the show, but, like, I, I'm getting to a point when it comes to anime and manga where I feel like, yeah, I understand, like, you make the shows about the teenagers and high school and all that, but I'm over 20 years removed from, from high school. So I'm just at a point where I'll watch it. I don't mind that. I don't mind the Isekai things, but there's just certain things, like, where the suspension of my disbelief starts to shrink the more and more I get older and the more these fully realized characters are teenagers. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, I'm in my mid-30s. And I was a teenager. I was not on that wavelength. So it's, you know, and I, I get it. Like, I get the audience that these companies are playing to. But for me, being able to see something like Watakoi, uh, After the Rain, Higahiro, you know, all these ones that have, you know, a salaryman, a salaryman's club, you know, ones that have these adults as the protagonists. Like, I can relate to that. Whereas, like, when it's the constant teenager thing, I'm starting to feel like my mom watching the OC in One Tree Hill. Like, <laughs> I'm so far removed, you know? <laughs> like, you know, because I know real talk. Like, I remember as a, a teenager, like, in a preteen and teenager, like hadn't watched that Seventh Heaven, all these other stuff. And my mom was into all these teenage things, and I'm like, "You're like 50. What are you doing? It's like being that old person in the club. Like, no, hang it up, Grandpa." So, like, yeah, I, I feel that way, and it's it's weird. Yeah, it's been like 20 year, 20 plus years since I was in high school. It's been 20 years since I was a freshman in college, and it's you know, I like these older more I, I get it they feel like they probably is like limiting what they can do with like an older cast because when you're over 25 you're old in japan yeah and a lot of the manga that's been made was for the younger demographic it's only till later on where mangakas make stories about adults and usually when those stories are being made they're kind of four panels they're really short like and i i know on crunchyroll there's like a couple series where it's about a salary woman who the who goes to an izakaya a bar a restaurant 
And it's all about their experience, like what the food was like or how much they're enjoying it, the people around them, or how the beverages, like the one that's about the salary woman who comes home to her husband, who used to be a bartender, makes her a drink of the day. And the episode is all about how he's making it and then her reaction to it and the ingredients that go with it. It's very interesting. There's a four panel kind of thing. Very short. Oh. But besides that. You agree. You agree. Like, as we're getting older, it's harder. Oh, no. Maybe it's not for you. But it's for me, it's harder to watch these ones with teenagers. Oh, yeah. Every time when I see a series that has teenagers, I'm already assuming that there's going to be drama, angst, puberty issues. And I'm thinking, I'm so over that. I probably read, watched so many stories like this, and I lived through it already. This <laughs> is like, oh, we're, we're going to find true love here in high school. Come on now. It kind of makes me think about when I was in high school and then we studied Shakespeare, Romeo and Juliet. And then you're saying, oh, it's an amazing love story. And once I realized how old Romeo and Juliet were, and I was like, bruh, it was hormones. They had no idea they were in love. Really? They kill themselves over that love? Love that they aren't even sure was true? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> I sometimes have that mindset. And then I, but I keep watching it because I'm thinking the story has to be good. And the story was good. Okay, so it's another example. I threw it out there since you brought up Romeo and Juliet. So uh, Uzuki-chan wants to hang out. They're 20, 21, 22 in that one. And I can't stand that show. So, I, okay, I know. I have a point. I brought that up. I didn't bring that up randomly for no reason. So I brought it up because we're talking about older characters. And the older we get, the harder it is for us to relate to the younger ones. So... Those characters, 20, 21, 22, I mean, still like a decade off from us, but close enough, closer to me, a high school, 15, 14 year old student. So, um, you know, you got adults in that one, but then you've got a main character in, uh, you know, Uzuki, Sean, who's just insufferable. I'm like, she's like the worst, the worst annoying girlfriend traits you could have like i'd i'd do mm. anyway i feel like this episode's more about no, 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 what's wait, it wait, like wait. to watch anime no, as a dog we will we will we will okay we'll, we'll bring it back in we'll rein it back in we'll rein it back in anyways um yeah that's just me getting my two gripes out so let's talk about after the rain. After Let's the talk rain. about yes. after the rain. Now, it's interesting how we were talking about that we got tired of high schoolers. After the rain has a high schooler. Actually has a set of high schoolers in it. But it's about this girl. Uh, we're going to go by their last names. And all their last names were Tachibana, who's the female lead. And Akira. Yeah, Akira Tachibana. And... Masami Kondo, who's the male lead. So Tachibana is working at this family restaurant, and she has a crush on her manager. And the first episode, they showcase that. And Mikhail's like, is there more to this? I'm like, yes, there's more to it. But she kept saying, like, not spoiling it. This story shall not be spoiled. I was like, oh, oh okay. Well, because they tell it afterwards, and it's I like the way they showcase each character's story. Like it was part of the show. Like you like I told you before, this is a non-spoiler story. If you spoil it, you just ruin it because there are others where you can spoil it and it's like, but it's the journey that really matters. This one this the story was the journey. <laughs> yeah, like you know, with most stories like most stories, you know where the destination is. Like, you know where the end is. But like you said, it's, it's about the journey. How, do, how are we getting there? And, and, and that right there, you know, especially if you're going into watching After the Rain, this is something you're, you really do want to go into blind. 
for the most part. Right, right. So we'll we'll be very careful with it, with anything spoilery, but yeah. So when you're first watching it, you're like wondering, okay, how did she end up in this working in this family restaurant? And yeah. then that's where the story unfolds of how she got there. And I think this is okay to talk about where she was an athlete and then she got an injury that prevented her from running as good. I think we should just avoid the the ending, but we can talk about everything else. Cool. Yay. So she has an injury and she just gave up on track and field. So one day after visiting the clinic regarding to her injury, she stops by a family restaurant while it's raining so she's trying to get out of the rain and then the person who served her was the manager and just something about him brightened her heart to the point where she wants to work there she wants to be around him you can say it's love at first sight Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then what episode was it that she confessed that she told she told him that she likes him? I know it was the episode after her classmate joined. Episode two, I believe. Uh, I thought so. So episode two, she tells him she likes him, and he's his reaction was, "No, there's no way she was confessing to me. I'm a 45 year old man. No ways." And he's thinking of scenarios of how it was a prank where. One of the coworkers was filming, and they're laughing about behind his back. And he's thinking of the scenario. And right after that thought, she comes up to him, is talking to him, and she follows up on that conversation, saying, "I like you. I like you." And he's like, "What? Wait, say that again." She's like, "I like you." Like she's so straightforward. It's really refreshing. Yeah, because you have so many, so many of these characters that are just like beat around the bush, and it gets really annoying. It also plays into our age. Yeah, yeah. It's like we, we, you, we ain't got this time. Mm-mm, we barely got time to sleep. Yeah, because there's like another coworker she has that's working with her. What was her name like Yui or something like that? Uh, yeah, it Yui? Was Yui Yui Nishida. Nishida. So Nishida is also a high schooler and she has a crush on the co-worker Yoshizawa who originally liked Tachibana but anyways so Nishida she likes Yoshizawa right and she's trying to gauge who he likes what he's like she's trying to gauge to see if he'll like her back before she even tries anything while Tachibana she don't know if Kondo likes her she just wants to let him know like I like you it's so random too. Like when you you look at the scope of the show, or even if you read the manga, you realize how like that's the first guy she's ever had an interest in, mm-hmm. and with how robotic her personality is. <laughs> the RBF. She has a really bad RBF. She's very like she's very very socially awkward with people, and so like. When she doesn't want to be around you, she lets you know, but she lets you know in such a cruel way. And she'll say it, and then she'll be like, oh, oh, I actually said that. Let me, no, this is what I meant. <laughs> you know, like, she's, like, you know, I can't catch myself in that situation a lot, because I do that a lot. But it, it it's interesting for her to confess like that. And I was thinking, there's got to be more to her. But thankfully, it, it does. You get to see that she wasn't always robotic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and just, not so much as a spoiler, but as for anyone who does decide to watch or read After the Rain, uh, that title is symbolic, too. It has a lot of meaning. So, go ahead. i pass it back to you. So, she confesses to Kondo, and it's so straightforward where her follow-up is, Take me on a date. He's like, what? Like, take me on a date. (laughs) Because she wants him to have that relationship. And there's another character that kind of 
pushes her to realize the age difference and such, which is the other coworker, Kase. Oh, a jerk. Yeah, he comes off as a playboy. Everybody thinks he's a playboy. And he finds out her secret that she has a crush on Kondo. And he kind of blackmails her. And I say kind of because she says, please don't tell anybody. And he replies with, okay, I won't tell anyone if you go on a date with me. And she's like, what? There's also hilarity in this blackmail, but continue. And so they go on a the date. The blackmail itself is not hilarious. <laughs> but it, it's the fact that... Um, go ahead. I'm sorry, I interrupted. <laughs> so they go on a date and she's like, okay, I'm here. And the guy's like, oh, you're in regular clothes. Did you go home to change your clothes from work clothes from your school uniform to casual clothes? She's like, yeah. It's like, okay, let's go. And then they go to watch a movie. She asks him to get a pamphlet. After the movie, she tries to pay him back. He's like, no, let's go get a drink somewhere. They go to this restaurant. They get a beverage. And he's, he's kind of egging her on. Like, telling her how it's not going to work out between her and Kondo. And you get Real the... Beta vibes. You're getting the impression that he's he's kind of saying it from experience. But they don't show it. I didn't get that vibe. It's supposed to be that vibe. <laughs> oh, okay. It's supposed to be. The way I got it was that he was just really insecure. And because, like, how can such a hot girl like that old guy when I'm this young stud? And so he came, he approached it from a place of insecurity of trying to belittle. Like, you can't build yourself up by pulling someone else down. Mm, no, he was saying it from experience and such. Like, he was trying to help her out. So he's been in that situation. Yeah. Listen, that's manga exclusive. I think so. Okay, okay. <laughs> and so she gets super mad, pays him back for whatever's, and storms away. But the funny part I think Mikhail's talking about is when she actually goes on a date with Kondo. She's dressed all nice. Like, she's dressed to date, to yeah. impress the man that she's going on a date with, to get praise, to get compliments. They do the same stuff as the blackmail date. They see the same movie. They go to the same cafe, restaurant, whatever. <laughs> and I'm just like, girl, what are you doing? <laughs> Why? It was funny when she got home and her mom was like, which one of these do we keep? And she's like, which one was the original one, mom? Or, or the second one or whatever. Yeah, which one was from today? And she's like, well, I don't know. <laughs> like, that part was funny. And Tachibana's was like, I told you to throw away the the original one. <laughs> and she's like, looking at the pamphlet, she's, she doesn't know which one to throw away, so she keeps both. <laughs> okay, so I, I have to say, like, Kondo's reaction to the whole thing with, like, the date and it's her liking him. I think we were talking about that earlier about like, and, and for the younger listeners and viewers, whatever, like you may not understand this, but from the perspective of someone who's over their thirties, over the hill, um, you don't get, well, maybe if you're a female, you get complimented constantly, but after a certain age point, you don't get a lot of attention mm. or complimented unless you're doing OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, oh. You know. You know, like, you don't really get a lot of attention, but then when someone deliberately hits on you or compliments you, it catches you off guard because it may have been 5, 10, 15, 20 years since you've heard anything like that, <laughs> you know? And so, like, that was very realistic. I mean, mm -hmm. I even told you, like, the other day when I was out, I got hit on and I was like, wait, what? You know, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like it catches you off guard, so then you're questioning it because it's not something that's ever on the forefront of your mind. Like you, you get past, you know, you're over thirty, you may have kids, you may be married, you may be in, a, you know, whatever your your situation is. But like that, that kind of stuff is really at the back of your mind. For Kondo being forty five, divorced, which we didn't bring up earlier, divorced. Um, and has a child. Has a a, a kid, uh, y Yuto. Yeah. 
And um, that's the last thing on his mind. True. You know? <laughs> True. So he's like, wait, what? You know? So with this story, we have this girl who's young, who lost her dream to be a track race person, track star. Track, uh, track and field. Track and field. Yeah. And... She falls in love with this older man, and this older man's like, no way, you can't like me. I'm old. I'm old enough to be your dad. And he thinks that she has so much time to experience real love, real dates with another boy. Because he's already lived through it, and he's 45 years old. And you think after they date, they'll be... A couple, an actual couple, officially. But no. He considers her feelings seriously and their situation. He says, let's be friends first. And she's so happy about being friends first. No, 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 no. Remember, she was kind of hurt by that. Oh, yeah. She was hurt by that at first. But then it was because of uh, Yui. Is why she became okay with it. Because Yui said she really wants to know... Oh, actually, no, it's twofold. It was Yui and because of Kondo. Because, first off, Yui was saying she wanted to get to know, uh, what is his name? Yoshizawa. Yoshizawa. She wanted to get, yeah, I should know that. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'm unedible. Whatever. Doesn't matter. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. You can edit it out. We're 20 minutes in. Anyway, so, um, Yoshizawa, she says she wanted to get to know Yoshizawa. And so Yoshi, so she says she wanted to become his friend, get to know his interests and all that. And remember, this is after uh, Tachibana had said to Kondo that she likes him, he's amazing, all this other stuff. And he's like, you don't know anything about me. So that's how the friend thing clicked because she's like, oh, when Yui was like, I want to be his friend, get to know him, then that clicked in her head. So that's when she's like, that's the way I'm going to. Because I think she even says, like, I'm going to get you to love me or like me or something like that. Yeah, she yeah. did. Yeah, she said, I'm going to get you to like me. I want to touch on that scene where Tachibana was telling Kondo that he's amazing and whatnot. And he replied, you don't even know me. I felt like that was symbolic because that was after she learned that he likes to write literature. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that conversation was, it started to, it was, the being was saying he's amazing, he likes to read, and she was, or it was at least implying that she was going to follow that up with, you like to write, but he stopped her by saying, you don't even know me. And there's a backstory to that where he struggles, he's a struggling writer. That cost, that writing cost him a lot. Or pursuing a dream. Yeah, and I think for him, she was reminding him of his shortcomings because she has more time to realize and achieve her dream, while for him, he feels like it's too late. Which, I mean, that that's also very realistic, too. Because, you know, society puts, like, standards on people at certain ages. You've got to all this freedom to do whatever you want and at a certain point oh you need to be settled down blah, 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 career such and such yeah you're supposed to hit these milestones already by a certain age yeah. or at least be on your way yeah so imagine me in Japan let's also look at the fact okay he's 45 and he's the manager at a restaurant a family restaurant <laughs> that's already something to look down on him you know, at his age, like, oh, you didn't go into something specialized. Secondly, he's divorced. Mm-hmm. It's also something to be looked at. So it's like, you know, he's been where Tachibana was. And you you know, it's like he also had flashes of, I'm not sure if it was a memory, where it showed a younger version of him with the, with the girl who looks just like Tachibana, or maybe that was supposed to be 
those were his scenarios in his head where he was thinking, if I was her age, it would be like this. And he was imagining their interactions. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, there's a lot of symbolism in the show. A lot. And I didn't realize where the symbolism was until he was helping her with literature homework. And there is like a a line or entry in the story that she was reading and it was about a servant and rain. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was like, how did the servant feel after the rain? And they were talking about in the story where the servant went through all these different scenarios and it changed his mindset of life and people. Like, for example, there was this old lady that was taking the hair from the dead people. And the servant thought that was a crime. So he was going to uh, chastise her or maybe arrest her at the same time. And she's explaining, no, I am collecting hair so I can sell it and survive. And the servant, from thinking that she's a criminal to someone who's courageous enough to go that far to live mm-hmm. and so I feel like that was supposed to be a metaphor a simile towards both Tachibana and Kondo and we were supposed to see that theme throughout the story well the other symbolism too which I didn't realize until like the last episode, and I also saw it within the last chapters of the manga. Um, you look at the state of where they are. It's always cloudy. It's raining constantly. There's like a dreary grayness. After the ending, that's when like it started clearing up, and it's like the rain. That was over them went away. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so if you watch it or you read it, pay attention to symbolism. Nothing is unimportant. You know, I also notice a pattern. I I just realized it now after talking. Both Tachibana and Kondo had a friend. That was succeeding in the field they aspired in. So Tachibana's friend was now the ace in the track and field. And Kondo's friend, Kujo, was a successful writer. And both of the friends were inspired by them. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. And those friends were probably a reminder for them of their failure or of what they lost. So for Tachibana, her friend, was it Kyan? Kyan uh, Haruka. So her friend was feeling a distance from Tachibana. And she was feeling sad about it, lonely. And Tachibana didn't even realize it until Kyan brought it up. Like... Kian was saying, you don't tell me anything. How am I supposed to ask you when you don't even give me an opening for it? Like, it's not like how it used to be. And Tachibana replied, it can never go back how it used to be. And she didn't even quantify that. She didn't explain why it can't go back. She just said it. Yeah, she came off like she was angry about it. And Kian was like so sad. She cried and ran away. And we got Kondo who was distant from his friend Kujo for a long time. He even said they haven't talked for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And when they that got... her, Kujo. Yeah, when Kujo saw Kondo again after 10 years, he was so happy to see him. He was so excited. It was like their buddies in college again. You could tell he was like reliving it. They met up again at their old college spot. They're drinking and they're looking over uh, things from their college days, reminiscing stories. And Kondo enjoyed it. He's like, man, I wish I got together with him earlier. And it's sort of like 
these are two parallel stories that are similar but at different stages. Yeah, and you notice it too, like the the parallels between Kondo and Tachibana is like they both imposed a distance on their friend out of it was involuntary, but it was also because it was a painful reminder and there's a slight level of jealousy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's just like they just do it and the friends don't know what to like, what do I do? Did I do something? You know? Yeah, and then similar to a painful reminder, there's a scene in After the Rain where Tachibana goes to the library and she bumps into Kondo. And she asks Kondo any recommendation books. And he had a very interesting reply. His reply was, Ah, you don't read that much because you're waiting for people to recommend it to you. Did you know people don't read as much when they're recommended to read it because they're pressured to read it? And It's true. And, you know, Tachibana asked that question just to know what he liked. <laughs> she just wanted to fish for information about the books he likes to read so she can read them and find relatable stuff. But anyways, <laughs> he shut that down. But anyways, the next thing he said was people usually go to the library to look for something to read that they're gravitated towards. So when... Tachibana heard that from him. She's like, okay, I'll look around for something that attracts me. And she ends up going to the uh, photo book section. Mm. And she picks up a book of track and field. Pictures from track and field such. And after talking about this, wouldn't you wonder what was Kondo looking for? What was he attracted to gravitating towards in the library? Isn't this when they were constantly teasing Cujo before he showed up? Yes. But you didn't know, like, if that was the friend or if that was the ex-wife. Yeah. Because, like, the way they built up the tension was, like, the failure in writing cost Kondo his wife and all this other stuff. So every time he saw that name, uh, Chihiro uh, Cujo, you were kind of like... Who is that? Is that the one? Like, I didn't put together that was a friend because they didn't tease the friend. Yeah, because in the library, the scene that I'm talking about, before they left the library, Kondo picked up a book by Chihiro Kujo. And every time when he saw it, he made like a sad face. When he talked about it, he made like a painful face. Like a slight painful face. And that's what Mikhail was talking about where you're just wondering, okay... What's behind this? Is it his wife who he divorced or something else? Because he always said that Kujo was an acquaintance. Yeah. So it was vague. You re- didn't really know. And then when you get to that scene where he's meeting up this person at a college bar, it was Kujo. You're like, what? Because Kujo's like smiling. and He looks like- so nefarious, <laughs> like a villain. And you're like, oh, is this a friend of you? Like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, like, I, I thought he was going to be, like, some antagonist. I'm like, yo, is this the dude? Did he steal the wife or something? <laughs> like, what's going on? And he, he's the biggest sweetheart. Yeah. And then you can kind of tell he's sort of petty because there's this story where he talks about, remember that time where you skipped out on that trip to India? to marry your wife and that was and you never debuted on your novel while i debuted on the novel that i wrote inspired by the trip to india and he has like this evil look with like a snake tongue like wiggling out and i replied to mikhail he's being petty He's so petty that Kondo didn't go on that trip to India with him. <laughs> and he's like, ha, 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 ha. the very trip you ditched me on, I became successful from. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, and it plays into the whole thing about the regrets, though. Yeah, like yeah, it it really does. But like, you see the dynamic of those two, 
And you see that Kujo just really missed his friend because there's a point further in where he's like, because his uh, Kujo's one of his works is getting turned to a movie, and so um, you know, Kondo's constantly complimenting him like, "Hey, you know, you made it, you're successful, you're famous, and da da da." And then Kujo has a moment of seriousness, which he deflates the gravity of the situation with humor after, but he brings up the fact that. He needs, he's like, once this goes through, things can't go back to the way they were. You know, I got to be this, I got to be that. And he's talking about the the, the reality of the thing. Mm-hmm. And how he needed to see Kondo because he needed to remember who he is. He didn't want to lose himself. Ah. And... You know, that may that part may have flown over a lot of people's heads if they read it or, or viewed it, but there's a lot in that to unpack the the downsides of success being one, being in the entertainment sphere. Mm-hmm. It's very stressful, it's very overwhelming. And uh you, you definitely need people around you that'll ground you because you look at that, he's a celebrity. He's got people trying to kiss up to him all kinds of ways to mm-hmm. get something. So to be able to be around his best friend to ground him, you know, that's something big, and he needed that. So that, that, yeah, that this series is very well at like presenting a situation, and not only telling you what you need to know, but allowing you to see, based off body language, inflection, mm-hmm. you know, tone. It's um very good at all that. I know I just went on long-winded rant, but you know. No, that was a good one. It also showcased the adult reality that you're talking about that was missing in all those high school settings. Okay, okay. So to to add to that. Remember like so he would okay, the way Kondo approaches a lot of things that Tachibai says, he says in kind of a way that's a bit of a throwaway. How so? Like, uh, as an example, say like, you know, you're eating food and I'm over here like, oh, you're eating a lot, huh? Yeah. And it's like, but you look at the context of that for someone her age, (laughs) you know, young, still figuring themselves out. It could be like, oh, you're saying I'm fat and I'm overeating. Yeah. So, yeah. like, and it goes back to, like, one of the things that he said. Well, he says a lot of things to her, but he noticed, like, hey, I said that as a throwaway, and this is affecting somebody's life. And that's the other, that that's the part right there that got me, was, like, even I'm realizing that, how I say things to certain people when it's someone who's very young, that can be interpreted a whole galaxy different than what someone my age would think and and it's just you that's also something you don't think about unless you're around someone that's that much younger right which he wasn't yeah and it's been a long time since he was that age and i don't think he even considered all that stuff when he was that age and 20 plus years later he ain't gonna remember exactly yeah so with this story I feel like the manga was better in showcasing scenes, especially when Kondo's emotions, aura, atmosphere changed. Because in the anime, it was he was very one-dimensional a lot. It only showed different facets of him when it got to digging into him personally. Mm-hmm. Well, in the manga, I like how they kind of teased it throughout the story until they got to that phase of the story. I also like how this thing handles, like, interactions with people and dynamics, you know, of age and whatnot. Because you you really look at the situation with Kondo being 45, Tachibana being 17. Um, If he wanted a relationship with her, and, and this is the gravity of it. She was in the palm of his hands. Oh, yeah. If he wanted a relationship with her, if he wanted anything 
I'm saying y'all can get in your dirty minds. If you wanted anything, you could have got anything from her. And the great part of this is how they depicted him realizing that. So it's like, do you ship these two together? Not initially, but you begin to. And you see, and there's so many fragments of instances with the two of them where they would be perfect for it. Like when he was sick and she, you know, and she was breaking down about whatnot and he, he embraced her mm-hmm. and that comforted both of them, you know, and there's other situations where she's done stuff for him. But the thing is, would that have been, and that was, a, well, it was actually teased at the end of the manga, but not the anime, but it's like, would she be happy if she had just, if they both just gave in to that? Mm-hmm. She have realized her full potential. Would she get to a point of having regrets? You know, that reminds me of a lot of sequels or fan fiction of stories where the two leads get together happily ever after. Like, let's use Cinderella as an example. That's just an example where she gets with the crown prince, but then she realizes that they got together too early. They never really got to know each other. And now that she's known the prince, she hates him. She regrets being with him. She wished she did more stuff before even meeting him. And that could be the case for Tachibana Kondo. She could have regretted being with Kondo for at such a young age. She could have just settled being a housewife because she didn't really aspire to be anything before that no and they were completely setting it up to where she would actually be a good mother to yuto and a good wife to him and supportive and all that but that also robs her okay i still see her as potentially being able to be that because i'm not giving away the ending but that choice should be hers. Right. And he didn't want to rob her of that choice. Mm-hmm. You know, and so the age difference, 26 years. I mean, you know, I, I've seen people say, you know, Reddit threads and such like that, where the age is an issue. Is it though? <laughs> I would think it's an issue if she decided to drop school and go with him. Yeah. Like I was yeah. saying to you earlier, like if if we were in that position or if I was in that position and I got someone that age saying, oh, I like you. I want to be with you. Da, da, da. First thing I'd be like is you finish high school, get your education, get get some type of skill set and get a career. And then we can talk about it. And if you ever get those instances of like, oh, you know, time waiting, I'm already old. I got nothing but time. <laughs> I ain't going nowhere. Cause I mean, honestly, you, you think about it. You get older. Once you over over thirty, you get in routines and you ain't trying to go everywhere. <laughs> I'm over here like people ask me, "Hey, you want to go out?" <laughs> I want to go out. <laughs> I'm tired. Yo, it's seven o'clock. And DJ Blinky or Blanky and MC Pillow is calling me. <laughs> To the dance floor of the bedroom. <laughs> My old ass that laid out. <laughs> you get older, man. You can't do stuff the same way. I bend over, throw my whole spine out of whack. <laughs> so, whew, where was I going with this? <laughs> so, the point of this is. Yeah, tell me the point. Tachibana would still need to live through her life and Kondo would not rob that of her. He would push her if they did get together. Was that the point I was trying to make? Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> the point of you um, saying all this was age was not the major uh, factor here. It was what would they do? I mean, shit, when you old, we just waiting to die anyway. <laughs> what else we got to do? We did everything we're supposed to do. In a lot of cases of settings like this, usually the older 
person of the relationship would feel insecure by their age. They would think, oh, I'm so much older than all these young, energetic people that they could have been with. Oh, I... Like Mikhail says, I am in the routine. I'm too tired to go out at night. I can't go out in the bars or clubs with them. What if they meet someone at the bars and clubs? Well, maybe I should be there to prevent them from meeting those other people. That's when you pull up the phone and be like, playing the fish, what you got? <laughs> and then traveling. What if, they want to do, what if they want to do all this traveling? I got finances, a budget now. I got bills to pay. I don't have money to go traveling around. Unless you're Chef and Taylor from Southern Charm. Yep, yep. And then <laughs> months, months of traveling all over Europe. Anyways. I used to break up with old girl. So I think Tachibana and Kondo were good for each other because unconsciously they were making them assess their lives and what they really want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's another reason why I like this story is it didn't stay with that older man, younger woman. Ooh, what's going to happen? Kind of thing is like these are two individual people, different ages, but they're real people in the story. Yeah, and you know, we've seen like. Uh, other you know anime and manga that also handle this similar of a situation where there's like an age gap and they're able to take care of it like you look at Higahiro and that whole situation of where um of where like uh the main guy was like older than the main female character but the way they're so good at going about it because honest it's a taboo topic First and foremost, you know, anytime you deal with someone who's under the age of 18, I mean, hell, even 18, 19, but under the age of 18, and you got another character or a person that's older, that's always, society is never going to look at that properly. You know, it's like, oh, that person's 16 or 17, you're 21, 22, messing with them, but they ain't going to say nothing when you like 27, 28, and the other person's 35, 36, same difference. <laughs> Same difference. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyways, my point is, it's a taboo situation. And some people will assume that this is not a romance story. This is a coming of age and and dealing with like midlife crisis situation. Yeah, it's all that shit and then some more because you got to throw in the fact that this is how you tastefully handle a situation you're dealing with a teenager. Tell them, Mikkel. Just like, this is how you got to do it. That dude, man, when she said she liked him and he held her and he grabbed her on her hip and he held her head, he's like, I could be all kinds of things. I had to catch myself right there. <laughs> Church, y'all don't hear me tonight. I'm preaching. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, he's thinking all kinds of things he ain't felt since his wife left him. So he over here like, man, I could have this anytime. And she young too? <laughs> man, that fresh meat. I can tenderize and, and season and then broil, air fry, and bake however I want. But then he had, he had the realization. It's like, man, she got to grow up and make her own decisions because I'm older. I got plus one being a kid. Mm-hmm. And I can't just bring any old body around my child. Mm-hmm. And I don't have the energy or the mental space or both to deal with someone where this could just be a phase. Right, right. Yeah, it took a long way to get there, but there you go. I think that was a good ending to this conversation. Because... Are we done? Oh, okay. <laughs> We can keep going. No, 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 no. It's up to you. Like I, I, I just realized, man, I, I, I went to town on that one. You did went to town <laughs> with that one. Well, I guess there's like one more thing I want to talk about. So Yuri's saying how Kondo realized that he knew he could ask her to do anything, while on Tachibana's perspective, the sensation of him grabbing her hip, her touching her waist, was. A new sensation for her where she's like 
Ooh, I liked it. I mean, it, you saw she was laying on the bed, and she was like, she turned, and them legs shifted. You knew what she was thinking. And she was touching that area that he touched. Mm-hmm. And that could have gone raunchy, but it didn't. That could have gone to the root of showcasing her, awakening her sexy instincts. Whatever you want to call it. She was unlocking the McNasties. Buy one, get one feelings. Yeah, yeah. She They could have gone on that route. But as Mikkel said, the author handled this story tastefully. Yeah, like they pulled up at the McDonald's drive-thru. You got Kondo. You got Tachibana. Tachibana's over here like, yeah, can I get two of the McNasties? <laughs> and then Kondo's over here like, no, we're going to tastefully get a meal. <laughs> they work her way there. <laughs> so those of you who are listening to this, if you read the manga or watched the anime of After the Rain, let us know your thoughts on them. If you haven't, let us know what else you're wondering about. Like what piqued your interest from this podcast and what else do you want us to talk about more? Yeah. You can reach me, Lehua Superfina, on all social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all across those platforms, and more at Lehua Superfina. Mm-hmm. You can find me, Mikhail Casanova, everywhere, plus in your basement. Look for the hashtag. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, what's it? No, it's at. Sometimes, like, do I, have to, I don't have a why did I bring that up? Anyways, at <laughs> Casanova across the board. Yeah, so we both have Twitch, we both have our YouTube, and more. So catch us on those social media, media platforms. Mm-hmm. Other than that, my name is Lakewood Superfina. And I'm Mikhail Casanova, and we are signing out. Stay awesome. Listen to more episodes. Tell us what you want to hear. Keep watching anime, keep reading manga, and keep listening to podcasts across the world. We'll see you on the next one.